Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, Ooses? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Fred. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast and you are listening. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T., Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... Behold the king, the king of kings. Rusev Udria, Rusev Machka. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. I am your host, resident Universal Royalty, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs on all social media outlets. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Subscribe and listen to us each and every week where all podcasts can be found by subscribing to our network, Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And quite frankly, it has been one hell of a week of wrestling. 
I don't know where to start. I'm fucking speechless. So let me gather my thoughts, and let me. And while I do that, let me hand it over to the founder, the proprietor, the man who hasn't slept in three days. That's not true. Mr. Will Tarasak. I forget what a proprietor is, but I know I am one. But in the words of Shelton Benjamin, "Ain't no stopping me now," because I have been working. <laughs> Crazy, ridiculous hours inside and outside of the office on the ambiguous network on so many crazy shit. But of course, that's that's for a podcast for another time. It's me. It's me. It's Shelton Benjamin T. Um, you can find me everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, uh, Will Tarasch, T. Thomas, A R A S H U K, and Buzz Buzz Kate Murphy. Buzz Buzz bitches. I haven't said that in a while. It is me. Not with that much enthusiasm. Nah, I'm feeling a little peppy today. It is me, your queen bee, up past their bedtime. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy and on Twitter at underscore the Kate Murphy. My wig has been snatched from all the rest of this week, and I cannot contain my joy. It's been absolutely unfucking believable. Like. This is, we are entering, and I'll t- I'll say this right now, and I'll and I'll save my um my e- elaborated thought for a Patreon special at some point down the road. We are entering another golden age of wrestling. We're going back to the eighties, guys, hair bands and all. And in, th- and in this version, Eddie, and in this version, Eddie Money's still alive. <laughs> yeah so we are entering another golden age of wrestling and it was it was no more evident than this past wednesday night on the usa network for the first time ever nxt went live and holy shit they did not disappoint what a show i have nothing but praise for that first ever live show that they did with a bunch of people who were pretty much more known on the indies than they are in professional wrestling they went balls to walls um on that first hour was fantastic they should have shown the second hour um although there's this whole show called suits that is ending but they just have to do is that really the reason it's because matt men wasn't (laughs) lying to me i thought thought they were joking it's because of suits no suits it's because that's amazing (laughs) nxt got preempted for suits pretty pretty much um it was uh there's so much to talk about this show um but uh we'll we'll get into that a little bit i will say you have the women's fatal four-way to kick off a show which by the way how fucking fitting because the women's revolution in wrestling and in wwe in particular started in nxt it wasn't on the main fucking that roster is true the fucking that is 100 true okay <laughs> so it was only fitting that the women kick off a live era of nxt triple h's uh promo at the beginning gave me fucking chills um it was fantastic izzy the super fan was there hulk hogan guy was in the crowd it was just an amazing atmosphere to be i was so jealous that it was not there kate what did you think of a live nxt i have no words no CM, no CM Punk guy? <laughs> no, no CM Punk guy. It had all of the raw energy and excitement of a takeover, which I really appreciate. And like, if we're going to see that every week, that's really exciting. The crowd was so into it. The stage setup was a little different. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. The, the ramp is bigger. The ramp is huge. 
it's like an, it's like an entranceway. There's no actual ramp, right? I, I'm I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I wonder if I wonder if it's gonna be on Hulu. Um, I wonder if because the rest of WWE is so that I, I meant to Google it, but I forgot. But if not, I wonder if the first hour is going to be on the network tomorrow, because if not, I'll find a way to watch it. I, I, I couldn't find time to watch it tonight. I had to watch the Chronicle and Smackdown tonight because, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know why. Hulu Raw Tuesdays. Tuesdays, baby. Yo, Raw, I could tell it's going to be a good week in wrestling when the graphics are upside down and Renee Young said it on TV. So (laughs) that's what I knew. I'm like, it's going to be a great week in wrestling. And goddamn, I was not disappointed. Oh, my God. So let's go back to NXT. Like I said, the Women's Fatal 4 to kick off a show. Every woman in that match shined. Who was it? It was Candice, Mia Yim. Shined. Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai. I can't pick up any. I can't think of any four women that are better in NXT right now. That's it. That's all I to, got to kick. That's their four. Yeah, that's your core four of NXT right now. And they they damn near stole the show of the entire special, almost until you had Velveteen Dream and Roderick oh my Strong. God. Bye. Yeah, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Draped in gold, baby. NXT is now draped in gold, and NXT is now officially undisputed. undisputed. I fucking like. See, I that, that gave me a chill just thinking about it. Like my spine just like, "Will you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's NXT. You're good. You're good." <laughs> that's that's very that's very exciting. I can't wait to watch it. And that's only that's only the first hour. <laughs> I couldn't breathe within the first hour. And going in, I knew that NXT was going to become undisputed by the end, but still it just it hit it hits you. It was ew, fuck. I mean if there's it if there's so if there's a, if there's a group of four that deserve it more, it's the Yankees. But this is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, like the these four guys have been in NXT for so long. Um, multiple time champions, and now the fact that Roderick Strong finally has a belt, you know that, that's that he actually won finally. by himself without like someone getting hurt for it. Good for him! Like it's <laughs> it's 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 incredible, and the prophecy prophecy has been fulfilled. And props to Triple H. And I wonder how long they plan to go on live television. Because I wonder if Triple H is coming in the back. It's like guys, just be patient. Like your time's gonna come, especially with like Gargano and like Champa. Uh, People have been there to have overstayed the, as long as I should have been there. Um, mm-hmm. Like everyone down that roster deserves it. Even Cash Sono deserves it. <laughs> Even though he's not there. He's on my TV yeah. right now. But here, here's the thing now. Now that they are alive, now that they're live weekly, they're, they're, there's going to have to be a push to make them as equal or even greater than the third, the, the third brand of WWE. Like, uh, Guys, I want, I want, I want, to, I want to play a game. What do you think the rating was? I don't know, like actual TV ratings, but like, how many people do you think watched it? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you. I think it's a high number, and I'll tell you why. Because that first hour happened, and then they said we're going to do a second hour on the WWE Network. The network crashed. Yeah, my network crashed. No it, one it logged me out. N- no one could log in. Yeah, everybody got logged out. No one could log in. People were people were frantically trying to log into the network to see the second hour of NXT. Do you think that's got to be a do good? Do you sign. think it reached a million? Huh? A million viewers? I want to say two. You gotta say two million viewers. You think two million people watched this show tonight? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna give eight hundred thousand. That's being nice. 
I say 1.3. I think okay. a lot of people watched it, but not like raw numbers. Even raw numbers are low. Yeah, I don't think raw numbers we'll are 1.3. I managed to circumvent the network crashing because what I did, because I was watching Hulu like all afternoon before I put uh, NXT in. Oh, so you had the you had the network on the I whole time. I had the network uh, at fucking. 7.55, I clicked out of who logged into the network, switched back to the TV, watched NXT the minute it ended, just switched the input and hit play. Nice. Smart move. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've, I've, had the, Everybody I've had the network paused on fucking WCW for the past three days because I haven't been able to watch it, and I couldn't watch <laughs> So, <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> NXT was good. <laughs> yeah, no, NXT was fantastic. That second hour had Pete Dunne in a match. Um, it was supposed to be Kushida in a match, and then out of nowhere... Imperium showed up. If anybody knows who Imperium no is, idea. it's the faction that Walter created. Oh, I did know that. <laughs> oh my god, what an what what an entrance. I can't wait for Saturday. Uh, I can't fucking wait for Saturday. Imperium is made up of Fabian Eichner, um, Marcel Barthel, and um Alexander Wolf. Alexander Alexander Wolf of former sanity days um and and Walter himself they have the coolest looking jumpsuits in all of wrestling <laughs> <laughs> and they're just <laughs> to to be can be completely breaking kayfabe here <laughs> they remind me of kind of like these really random um like if 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 there was a wrestling white supremacist group it'd be them um, wow. they're like this ma- but they're all british <laughs> no, just- they're all british dude <laughs> We're not all British. Walter's from Austria. Oh. No. So yeah, you might, <laughs> they're all, might be right. They're European and some They're they're all pale white Europeans white. and they're like and they're like this ring is sacred. <laughs> and we're here to we're here to make sure that we keep this ring sacred. Like this is kinda weird, but I like it, but like this is making me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, they were speaking about how they want to protect their sport and the integrity and the honor of their sport. Yeah, it's a lot of it's <laughs> a lot of undertones in that one. Um, be but as it may, I fucking love Imperium, probably because of the jumpsuits. Because I think the jumpsuits are flying. I would as like fuck. one. But, <laughs> Can we get jumpsuits I, as like a podcast? We'll get we'll get a Wrestle Addict Radio jumpsuit, yes. and we'll all stand like Imperium. <laughs> Just be totally threatening for no reason. Anywho, Imperium invades. NXT, which is weird because again, Imperium is an NXT UK faction. They attack this jobber. All of a sudden, Kushida comes out, and now Kushida's getting in Walter's face. Now, I don't know if you've seen Kushida. He's a tiny little Asian man. Walter's like a six foot eight, massive European. Walter's like Dudley Dursey in the fifth movie. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the guy once. So to see Kushida just challenge Walter like this and almost knock him down, fascinating to see. But then everybody on Twitter was like, wait a minute. If Imperium is invading NXT, you now have Undisputed Era with all the gold. This could lead. Oh, my God, it's War Games. I just figured it out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we'll be there. (laughs) It's Undisputed versus Imperium at War. It has to be Undisputed versus Imperium at War Games. It's tailor-made for it. 
That's it is absolutely tailor made for it. Dude, this is this is the undisputed third <laughs> war games in a row, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just put, put, put that in perspective. Like, put it into perspective. Like, he's he's got the guy. Look at the calendar and be like, uh, May, June, July, August. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Time to die again. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, who's taking a crazy bump this year? Draw straws, draw straws. Call it to you again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, stop cheating over there, fish. <laughs> I know it's because of your knee. Stop fucking lying. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be it. I'm very excited for that. We saw the return of Leo Rush to NXT. He pulled on a killer show. Interesting. Um he he is he he beat only Lorcan. He beat your boy. That's okay. Them it was awesome. Uh, He's a winner in my book. It was an awesome it's it was an awesome match, and it was actually for the for a number one contendership for a cruiserweight championship. And from what I've heard, 205 Live and NXT are going to merge. Or more so, the cruiserweights are going to NXT and they are going to phase out 205 Live. I think that's smart because you need to fill that second hour and I would rather do it Mm -hmm. with non-main roster guys. And I don't know if I can even say that term anymore. I'd rather that with non-Raw and SmackDown guys. I would rather it be... The 205, the two guys who need the spotlight and need a chance to shine Absolutely. and to let them go the way Triple H wants them to go. It's 100% the best idea. And then, uh, yeah. And instead of putting them on the pre-show, you now highlight them on a takeover and they go bananas. Yep. Absolutely bananas. So I'm really hoping that 205 Live integration does happen. Um, and then at the end of the show, you were supposed to have Riddle versus Killian Dane in a street fight, which started out like a street fight. They went all over the arena. They were outside. Uh, and then out of nowhere, Walter attacked Matt Riddle. Interesting. <laughs> and the rest, and the rest of Imperium attacked Matt Riddle. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Street Profits came and attacked Imperium. And then the Forgotten Sons came and attacked and the, the Street Profits. Hey man, everyone needed yeah. to be on the card. Man, everyone had to be there. <laughs> Next thing you know, pretty yeah. much the entire male roster is fucking trying to kill each other in the parking lot of Full Sail. Yep, and then they went back into the arena, and everybody's trying to kill each other. Um, Killian Dane does a uh, tope suicida onto a bunch of people on the outside. I mean, that's how NXT ends. It just ended like that. It ended. It ended early too. It ended at like nine fifty three. Just complete and utter and total mayhem. Real talk. How long before Nick Giacobbe debuts in NXT? Well, you saw. All right, speaking of Nick, let's side. Let's sideberg a little bit. So Nick, does anybody follow Nick on Instagram still? No. I see his Twitter. I know he did the internship, right? He was. That's what Nick couldn't tell us. He was interning with the WWE Performance Center. Why? That's why he had to leave. Why couldn't he tell us that? I don't. I mean, know. like that sounds silly. But okay, good for him. But like all, I that was like that should have been that like, should have been my guess. But good for him. I'm proud of him. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably something that he was told that he can't do. Oh no, I no. I mean, him. I bet WWE said you can't do a wrestling podcast. I bet that's a hundred percent what they said. Um. Yeah, but I mean, like, why couldn't he tell us why he was leaving? Like, like, like us, like me and you. <laughs> knowing, knowing Nick, he probably got he probably got both of them confused. He's like, they probably told me he can't do wrestling podcasts, and he probably translated it to like, I can't tell anybody I'm doing this. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't put that kind of opportunity in jeopardy either. Yeah, 
So good for him. No, no, no I, t- I totally agree. Good for him. And also, by the way, good for another uh, fan of a show who showed up at one of our tailgates last year. Izzy, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter yesterday. This is NXT related, by the way. But I don't know if you saw on Twitter yesterday. But Izzy got an exclusive on-camera interview with Tommaso Ciampa. He also got an interview with Kaylee Ray today. Yeah, Izzy's gonna blow up. Um, she is she is tailor made for WWE in the future in whatever role she does. She already has great interviewing Dude, skills. Alundra, Alundra Blaze already right put her over. Did yeah. she really? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, because I'm friends with both of Izzy's parents on Facebook, and they love showing pictures of how famous their daughter is. Um, and it was one of it was one of them was uh like an Alundra Blaze tweet, and um, she was just like, "You're gonna be a superstar one day." Nice, nice. But Izzy got the exclusive from Ciampa himself, and Ciampa revealed on this, I guess, Izzy special that doctors have told him that he will be able to return to wrestle someday. Someday. That's good. He is not cleared yet, but he has, the doctors have said he will be able to wrestle again, and that is good news. Especially, like I said, if NXT is going to be that third brand, he doesn't have to move up anywhere anymore. He can stay where he's he at. He can stay home, baby. He can stay home where everybody loves him. And, I mean, I've met Chapel before. Couldn't be a nicer person. Um, You know, genuine great guy. If you ever saw his little mini doc on YouTube, that was also very, very heartwarming as well about everything that he's gone through. Um, I mean, any, and everything these superstars are going to like NXT, this, this whole NXT experience is something that tr- Triple H will be more of a legend for creating NXT than anything he's ever done in the ring. Ooh. Ooh, as. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the dust settles. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's the way I see it right now. He has he has taken this grassroots thing from a small co- from a full sale co- full sale university, whatever, uh, to selling out arenas around the world. Yeah, dude, he took Titus he took Titus O'Neil struggling into a, a dizzy bat <laughs> to prime time television. He. Yeah, he, I mean, the Performance Center is his thing. You expand it to the UK. The UK now has their own Performance Center as well. He has just revolutionized. He's totally changed the landscape of wrestling. Someone had to do it. And it's crazy. You know, and now with the advent of AEW, and I'm not even trying to shit on AEW, with everything that's going on in wrestling, specifically with WWE, competition, you know, with the with the invisible hand of competition, the consumer wins, with all the product and the creativity that WWE has shown us that they can do in one week, I'm going to be, I'm going to find it really hard to change the channel on Wednesdays from NXT to go watch AEW. Dude, I'm so happy AEW exists because WWE television is just going to be so much better, dude. I like, kind of pivot to Raw a little bit. Everything Bray Wyatt did, that closing like shot of Raw was just like, it was terrifying. It was an and and of Clash of Champions. I was just like, this this gimmick might be one of the, it's probably one of the best gimmicks of all time already. Like it it remind it reminds me of 1996 Mankind when he first debuted, except it's 2019 with a bunch of more graphics and production, and it's just better. It's 
It's 96 Mankind mixed with the Boogeyman, what the Boogeyman was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's amazing. Wrestling is so good right now. And it's football season. It's supposed to suck right now. Yeah, it's supposed to suck. And now it's climbing. You know, it's climbing. And now it's amazing. And also they are they are strategically placed on days when football is pretty much non-existent besides Monday raw and Monday night football are always going to be forever in competition with each other, but your two other big shows, your NXTs, your AEWs Wednesday, no football Thursday night football. No one's like, no one, there's nothing on there. Then you have Friday, which is pretty much, there's no Friday night football except for a couple of college games. And now you have your biggest show, SmackDown, going to be on there. And if WWE does this correctly, especially with the upcoming draft, which we'll talk about in, in further down the road, I had this epiphany today as I was coming home from work. WWE has slowly created an actual, their own version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, WWE always calls themselves a WWE Universe, but now they legitimately have a distinct universe for everything you did they did that shit first i don't want to hear it fuck marvel no they did. <laughs> i like marvel but, but, now fuck marvel. Act- <laughs> but now we actually have you now have legitimate parts of the universe now it's not just you know you're gonna have exclusive people on raw exclusive people on smackdown people exclusive to nxc people now exclusive to probably nxc uk the cruiserweights are now moving to nxc so you're gonna have specific people in different parts of the world and it's all part of this one giant universe it's now a very creative time to be to enjoy wrestling. Hey man, NXT right now is is fantastic, but you know Vince McThanos can come in and just snap <laughs> and, and ruin everything. <laughs> if those ratings don't hold up, like like pretty good, Vince McThanos is gonna yeah. come in, dude, and it's it's game over. <laughs> I I I do think the war's already started. AEW did purchase ad space. On uh on the first hour of NXT that was shown live on the USA Network, um so the war has begun, so we'll see how it goes in a couple of weeks when uh when AEW and NXT square off for the first time ever. That's going to be in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, Boy, can we talk about that for a second? Like, is that a? Do you think that's a smart move on AEW's part? Or is that a kind of like a sign of desperation? Yeah. I don't know. I was when I saw it, like I was I was like half paying attention to it because a commercial when I looked up and I was like Jericho and I was like AEW on TAT coming at such and such a date. And I looked at it and I was like, that's ballsy. It's, I don't think it's 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 weird. Like you don't see something like that. It's like it's like D it's like a DC movie being like uh previewed in a Marvel movie. Does that really happen? No, it doesn't. It's just, it's, it seems out of place because why, why advertise on the enemy? It's just, it's, it's, it just seems like out of the box. It would be if, um, sorry, can I'll let you go in a second. It would be if AEW was already established. They're not established yet. They have to get their name out there. They don't have a weekly show yet. Yeah. Who has weekly shows? WWE does. Everybody knows that WWE is for wrestling fans, and a lot of wrestling fans watch WWE. Whether they like it or not, they watch it so they can shit on it, which is another story for another time. Fucking marks. Um, so what better way to kind of get your name out there to the casuals? Yeah, but it, 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 it feels like a beta move. 
Like it, it seems like you, you know, you're the B you have to advertise on the A show. Mm. That's, that's why, okay. it, that's why it feels weird. Do you, do you, do you attribute it similar to what WCW did when they first started and they would leak Raw's results during the show? No, no. I think that's completely different. I think that's more of, okay. I think that's more of Eric Bischoff is trying to keep people on their channel. I mean, because, you know, Vince's, Vince's rule is okay. don't, don't acknowledge the competition because there's no point to, but there is ways mm-hmm. you can do that to your advantage. And say what you want about Bischoff, I had, you know, I had that one big backfire with mankind. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, huge. other than that, I, why would I want to watch if I know what's going to happen? True. Very, very true. And I think that is the reason why NXT went live anyways. Mm. That has to be the backstory. Like, WWE is taking this AEW situation as being like, okay, we're the alphas. Like, if you know, if you noticed, um, and we've mentioned it, we've mentioned yeah. this before, every single time I've gone up against them, it's, it's their, their, their B content, which isn't even fair to say as NXT is their B content, but it's not their power punches. Like, they're, they're, they're countering um, AEW's mighty left, left hook with a right jab. And they're putting the mindset of AEW is equivalent to our number two. It's genius because it, it then the viewer has that it gets subliminal kind of thinking of, you know, it's not it's not worthy to go up against Raw or SmackDown. It's a subconscious way yeah. of thinking. It's it just so happens yeah. if you go up against something that's better than Raw and SmackDown, <laughs> which, is, which is the brilliance of it, which is the sheer brilliance of it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, Vince and Vince and Trips and, and the brass are not fucking around this time. Where they may have, you know, laughed at WCW and Bischoff in the beginning and, mm-hmm. and Billionaire Ted. Mm-hmm. They are they are learning from their mistakes of the past and they are going balls to walls. They're saying, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna try to beat us again? Not happening this time. And I think AEW is gonna be excellent too. I think AEW is gonna be just as good as NXT was tonight. Or Wednesday night. They're gonna have to be. They have to. They have no choice. Just don't lose their belt they have- in the airport. <laughs> if they yeah. can't do what NXT did tonight, they're dead in the water before they start. Yeah, NXT was that damn good. Yeah, and I'm very much a believer in AEW, and I support AEW very much. But NXT was that great. Yeah, they they said we they said we're gonna bring out all of our talent, and we're gonna show you why we're the most popular wrestling brand in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they turned the fuck. And out. It, yeah, they did excellent job. NXT at this point right now, NXT is undisputed. But we're gonna take a quick little break. We're gonna pop a little bit of bubble, um, and we're gonna get into uh, everything that happened in Clash of Champions. Um, and we're gonna find out who the father of Maria's uh, unborn child <laughs> it's is. Me. Right after this break. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Oh, never mind. We'll be right back. War 24 is the new incarnation and innovation of This Is Me. In War 24, I, your host, DFDC Jeff Pomaccio, bring you the stories of your favorite content creators and their motivation exclusively on the Wrestle Addict Radio 
Patreon. Join the Ohana today for one monthly fee of $5. This will get you access to exclusive content from all of your favorite Russell Addict radio shows, including Not Your Mama Soap Opera and the other exclusive show that I host, War Paint, all about tattoos. Find it here and much more on the Russell Addict Radio Patreon page. See you there, ooses. What's up, guys? This is Nate the Effin Great, yielding to royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings only on Russell Addict Radio. All right, and welcome back, everybody. Kings of the Rings podcast live exclusively here on Wrestle Attic Radio. And before all of this NXT talk, I thought what we we're really going what we're going to be talking about is Clash of Champions and and Raw and SmackDown. But NXT kind of stole the week, to be completely honest with you. However, we cannot forget that Clash of Champions did happen, followed up by a very fantastic Raw and an equally impressive SmackDown. So let's start with. Class of Champions. What were some highlights, some lowlights? What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? Um, for me, uh, Kofi winning. Thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> I jumped out of my seat. Yeah. Kofi won. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, you know what it is? They protected that RKO for a long time, and then he hit it out of nowhere. It's like, son of a bitch. Here we go. And then he kicked out. I was like, oh. No, he has foot on the rope. We might. <laughs> oh, no, he's right. It was foot on the rope. My you, bad. You yeah, know what it was? I, what, what's so good about that spot? It looked like Randy, because I think Randy hooked both legs. And then, so it's like Randy's kind of fault that he put his foot, he pretty much put his foot on the rope. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was, yeah, they, it was him, and, him and Randy actually had really good psychology. Yeah, I mean, you have you have you built up animosity for ten years. You better have good psychology. I wonder what they're. I wonder what they're <laughs> like backstage with each other. Like, I wonder if like obviously they play. They, they're probably like best. Like of they friends. plan out their match. They're probably very professional. But I wonder if they're like because Kofi said in, in like on his his twenty four like you know it blurs the line between reality and entertainment, and sometimes real shit comes out. Um, so I wonder if there is any real animosity there, or if it's just kind of water on the water under the bridge for him because it all worked out in the end. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe there's still some stuff there, but I think they've both been in WWE for so long that they can dislike each other, but still remain professional and put on yeah, a match. Yeah, Randy is Randy is well, other than shitting in bags, he's one of the most professionals. <laughs> like, when, okay, when it when it comes to matches and putting people over and doing the like whatever, like he's very professional. Yeah, yeah. Also, some things that happened in this, uh, Bailey. One in Flair Country stole literally stole one from Charlotte, and then ran out of the arena like she had to shit herself. <laughs> Maybe um, she did. The memes are good. <laughs> the memes were fantastic. Um, Becky and Sasha match of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't actually happen. Sasha got robbed, but match of the night. <laughs> no, that was exactly what that was exactly what needed to happen. That set up Hell in a Cell beautifully. Like, um, yeah. You guys know how I feel about how to sell, how they need to be earned, um, and not just not just this given. Was this was one hundred percent earned. I even, I'll even say the Bray Wyatt was earned because it fits his gimmick. Um, yeah. So, and it's becoming very creepy and personal very fast. So the Hellness, the Hellness sells this year. It seems appropriate. They all, they both seem appropriate. Yeah, uh, Braun looked really strong in a loss. Oh, I loved it. Again. Fucking loved it. (laughs) Hey, Ruff, I want to get your thoughts on that. Kicking out of three 
stops Kate Murphy. Awesome. <laughs> That's why she's the third mic, folks. Just one word just tells it all. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of now that I think about it? You ever hear a story about Austin tells, or the big show tells about Austin when they were doing like a live event? And Austin and he was and Austin was trying to teach the big show to like be a big man and fire up and like act like a big man while wrestling. So we did a live show tour and during one of the tours, Austin would stun him and when he would pin him, Austin said, kick out. And he'd kick out. And then Austin would stun him again and Austin said, kick out again. And they did this like four or five times and it really built his character up. It's like, what is it gonna take to beat this big man? And this is the same case in Braun. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sick of saying something and then the next week it happens. And by that, I mean the one count. <laughs> Kicked out at one. I was just like, holy Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one count is a lost art form. But I mean, the big big men, if you're like over six, five, you should be kicking out at one the majority of the time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of want to call him gotta- and be like, did you see that match? That's how you beat a big man. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not the network, so we didn't see it, but that's okay. Yeah. I, um, go ahead. I Kate. enjoyed the match. I just, I'm just sick of Braun on Raw and doing Raw affiliated stuff. So like, I'm hoping he gets to move to SmackDown during the draft. It could change. Um, all right. So better tag team name for Ziggler and Robert Roode: Rudolph or Cheer Money? Rudolph. Cheer money? Sheer money? Because Dolph used to be a cheerleader. Uh, oh, oh shit! I actually, that, see, that's some, in, that's, that's some insider. But what, 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 what do we have? Rudler? I liked Rudler. Rudolph is no, Rudolph. Uh, I, Rudolph. I mean, Rud, Rudolph. Like, I, yeah, I get it, but like, that's one person. <laughs> like, it's not a tag team. That's, it's a celebrity couple. Yeah, that is, a cele- that, is a, that is a celebrity couple. I don't know. Cheer money's growing on me. Cheer money is growing. Yeah, that is a good cheer one. Money. Did I miss that? Explain beer money and cheer money. Uh, beer money. Well, Kate, do you know who beer money is? No, never. No. Uh, it was Robert Roode and James Storms' tag team in TNA. Like, their greatest tag team was Beer Money. I didn't really follow TNA, like, honestly. All right, here's how the, here's how the, the entrance, here's how the entrance starts. Here's how the music started. Beer Money! There's oh, no. all the train! <laughs> and that's I don't know how I remember that's that. How they would come uh, out. We're ending with Beer Money's music. I hope you know that. <laughs> Let's. I don't care. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna purposely wait until I listen back to the show when it comes out, so I can hear it for the first time. Yeah, beer money. So cheer money is is would be hysterical. Cheer money would be hysterical, um, but I feel like not enough people would get it. <laughs> I know. I like Michael, Michael Cole would need to explain it. Yeah, it is too smart. Yeah, that is the problem. True. You know what I was disappointed with at class. Like, I I was disappointed in myself because I was actually cheering for uh, Fire and Desire. Why are you disappointed? I thought they had it. I'm upset. <laughs> Me too. I I was convinced they were winning because the finisher. They yeah. got as good. I was disappointed in myself too. I thought the show started at eight. <laughs> Everyone did. 
It hasn't started in eight in like a year. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. I turned so. the show on at seven, thinking pre-show was at seven, because I'm like, there's no way this is a four-hour fucking thing. Yeah, you know what it was? Because Dave usually comes over to watch him, and he'll text me like I'm on the way. To, I'm like, I'm on the train. I'm like, but what? You have like two. I'm like, oh wait, seven I'm o'clock. Dave. And Dave doesn't text you anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't heard from Dave. Yeah, shout out to Dave. Hi, Dave. He's gonna he's gonna be at Evolve on Saturday. We'll see him. I think he's gonna be there. Yeah. Uh yeah. Walter showing oh, up. So. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what else happened? Uh, Cedric Alexander got buried again, which is weird. Too quickly. Too abruptly. On the, on the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. Like what I else? turned it on and the match was over, and I was confused. <laughs> yeah. And the only person who actually really didn't defend his title theoretically was our truth. Our truth didn't actually defend his title. He ran around for a while. Yeah, I know. Can we talk about him and Kane? Because yes, because before we do, before we okay, do, okay. before we do, what are you crowding class of champions? <laughs> Also, by the way, Miz and Nakamura was was fantastic as well. I'll give it, it a 7.5. I, I enjoyed it. I still give it an 8. I think the Fiend at the end really sold it oh for me. Oh my god, dude. Seth Rollins like, tr- like, acting like he was slobbing knob. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very snuff film. Like. Yeah, he was yeah. choking on Ron Jeremy back there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so let's move on the roll. Again, it was a Knox County. What did, Kate, what did Kate count eight. it? I give it an eight. Uh, eight is great. Eight is great and rhymes with Kate. I just thought it was hilarious that Kane was simultaneously the mayor and a wrestler at the end of the same day. I'm like, I loved it. I'm like, dude, could don't you, you drop did, did you hit a pop he got when he showed up on TV? <laughs> dude, it was amazing. The fact that Truth called him the president. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, if Trump lost his hair and like grew a few inches, yeah, dude, he looks like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pop that Caden got when he showed up on screen was fantastic. And I'm always forgetting about Knox County is Knoxville, Tennessee, wherever University of Tennessee is at. Um, not like, I, not like I care for the University of Tennessee because I don't fuck them, go Gators. Um, but, but I was very, I was like, wow, he's actually a mayor of a like a legit, really massive county in Tennessee. <laughs> like, like it's a no joke place. Yeah. <laughs> and there he was, choke slamming people on Raw. Choke slamming people on Raw. How does he get away with this? <laughs> Dude, Vince has to give them money, like. Or the new one was like, because he obviously got paid for that. He'd probably be like, all right, this is this is going towards the city or the county or my campaign or whatever. Something like yeah, he probably it's a donation. Yeah, of some like, point like he, of there's some... no way he could pocket that money. <laughs> like no way. No. Oh no, sure not, he got not, paid, as a public donated. official. Yeah. Yeah, whatever he got paid, he got donated. Um, and he, he I think he has to, <laughs> like, donate that yeah, money. You can't have two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he has no choice but oh yeah Kane and Kane and Archie fantastic <laughs> him, him, him yelling up. I still got it being... <laughs> I still got <laughs> it when <laughs> <laughs> Kane showing up in his gear and then all of a sudden he put his hands in the air I was like oh my god they're bringing the fire pyro back for Kane this is going to be amazing and the fiend showed up I was like so I was like he's a legend killer now 
He's killing everybody. He's going to be on the wall on Monday. I can't wait. Yeah, dude, Raw was so wacky and fun. Like, Michael Cole, I Corey Graves, like and Renee Young were just having a field day with the whole Maria, Man- I almost said Maria Menunos, Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis. Like, they were just eating Maria that Canellis up. Is- Maria Canellis is just something else. Like, my goodness. What a character. Also, Renee Young mentioned Ricochet's ass, and you know what I was thinking of, Kate Murphy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, we do. I was like, she saw I, the video. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder what I wonder what Casey Catanzaro thinks. Like, I want to see the video of Casey Catanzaro Ricochet's um Ricochet's uh real life girlfriend when Maria Canales was like, and Ricochet's a father. She just laughed. <laughs> My pussy. My tiger. favorite part of that entire segment was when Corey called Corey him Graves. a beta cuck. Yep. Mike Canales. Is a clear beta cuck. And so you can say that I, on TV. He, w- he said it on television. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. And they also said, what if I go to name a child, Trevor? Tre- yeah, Michael Cole saying Trevor. Dude, they, they, were telling you, they were having a field day. And I was just like, normal me would hate this, but they got me in a good mood. It was graphics upside down. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, the upside down graphics really fucked me The up. first one I thought was production. And I was like, fuck Raw. They don't even give a fuck about the graphic anymore. No, and all then of I'm that like, was oh, production. Wait, Renee's just like, wait, are these, have these been upside down the whole time? <laughs> and Corey Graves is like, yeah, Seth, <laughs> Corey Graves is like, Seth Rollins, in a match. <laughs> I popped. And then, they did, and then they didn't turn the Firefly Funhouse music off when Braun was walking through backstage. <laughs> it was a rough day for truck. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people got fired out of a truck on Monday. Truck Monday. I could see Vince is walking to the truck. Fucking loved it, pal. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to keep it up, but don't do it again. <laughs> They're all fired. Also, shout, shout out to my boy Gio for serving Shane McMahon on SmackDown. <laughs> Gio Anatelli served Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> and promptly got off screen. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Of course, he's a. Uh, I think he's a producer there. I forget what he does there. Who knew? Yeah, Shane McMahon got uh, Shane McMahon got sued. That was a good segment too. Like it, it, it made sense. Kayfabe, like in the storyline. I was like, this is great. Yeah, and you know what? I know what I would love to see. Hmm. Um, it was in the Bleach Report article that you sent us, Kate. I would have loved to have seen KO show up on NXT. Be like, I'm fired. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Can I come back here, Trips? <laughs> Kayo even made a tweet saying, like, I wasn't down there as long as I would have liked to be when he was, like, posting about supporting NXT tonight. So I thought he was going to come back. I really did. You know who did come back? Who? Luke Harper came back. And this should prove to everybody that dirt sheets are fucking stupid. Yeah, Mel told us that KO was showing up in NXT. <laughs> Meltzer, Meltzer also said Mabel was going to be the third man. <laughs> you know, you have Luke Harper return. You have Leo Rush return. People who were just pretty much buried via dirt sheets that WWE was doing them dirty. And look at them. They're back in prominent roles. Luke Harper and Rowan destroyed the SmackDown set. They actually look like Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, dude. They got their, first, they got their first names back. That's the biggest win of the week. <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. much. 
And that it, Rowan can cut a promo. It's really weird. Like, was Rowan this talented the entire Dude, time? Dude, I said this months ago when he was just sitting there mute with Daniel Bryan on commentary. I was like, Rowan, great promo. <laughs> <laughs> I was right, dude. I was. I've got my track record solid. <laughs> it was just. I'm. In, I'm interested in Rowan. I am too, man. Like he got. He got the win on Sunday, which was surprising in of itself. But I mean, with Harper, and that was a, that was a huge pop as well. It's like holy shit, Harper's back. Yeah, but like he, he's doing good work. Yeah, which is the which is yeah. the scary thing. It's like what, what? you've been in this company for almost ten years. <laughs> Seems like it. His last good work was when he was in the Survivor Series five on five when Sting returned when Sting debuted. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I mean, he's huge. He's got the. He's got an. He's got a unique. He's got a good look. He can cut up. He can cut Three a years promo. Years from getting buried by the rock. Yeah, and he wrestles like a big man. Like, fuck, man, good, good for him. It's believable. It just shows that sometimes you need time. Sometimes you need time in WWE to the, to figure out what the fuck you need to do. Yeah. Like the th- the thing Austin was put right it now. Before, it's believable. Yeah, and Austin said it before. Like Vince will give you all the tools, but you have to make yourself a star. You know, and eventually it clicked. So good for him. Also, good for Rusev. Yeah. That man, the amount of weight he's lost since he debuted is ridiculous. The mustache helps. He he looks, he looks ripped as all hell. Is he a daddy? So does Harper. Harper dropped it. Luke Harper dropped a ton of weight as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, is, is Rusev a daddy? No. For the most part, mine is stashes. Like, Mustache Mountain is basically, I think, the exception. It's 280s. Mustache is the 280s. They're they're out of fashion. They're in fashion. Mustache is totally fashionable again. Joe Jonas has a mustache. No one cares about the Jonas Brothers. Shut the fuck up. Joe Jonas is great. (laughs) They have one good song. They have multiple. What good song are you saying is the Jonas Brothers' one good song? Sucker for you. That's Great the only song. one I like. I got into the Jonas Brothers this year, actually. Because in high school, in high school, I was too emo, and therefore I felt I was above listening to the Jonas Brothers. But I was wrong. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I was in high school around the same time as you, and I never listened to Jonas Brothers. It's when I was listening to hip hop heavy. A lot of Fifty Cent back then. Fifty Cent and G Unit. Oh, Tony Ayo lives down the street from the high school I graduated from. That's sad. He's very <laughs> to nice. How, to see how far he's dropped off. How does Tony Yayo feel that John Cena stole his dance move? <laughs> because, spoiler alert, Marks, John Cena didn't come up with the You Can't See Me thing. He stole it from a so seductive music video that Tony Yayo um, produced or was a part of. What a time. What a time to be alive. Um, John Cena stealing from rappers. Oh. And masturbation. <laughs> And masturbation, yeah, stealing from rappers and masturbation. <laughs> the story of John Cena. It's <laughs> <laughs> <a> new DVD. <laughs> AEW original. <laughs> WEA original. <laughs> WEA joint. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. All right. So as great as as great as Raw and SmackDown was, there is impending doom on the horizon, and it goes by the name of Brock Lesnar. But WWE, the WWE's universe's version of Thanos, Kofi. Looking great. Hey, you can't. You can't. Uh, hey, we named Vince McMahon as Thanos. All right, you can't have two of them. No, no, Brock is Thanos to the wrestlers. It was the last thing I was expecting. You know, you had Kofi in the middle of the ring. He was looking strong, cutting his promo, doing whatever. It was after a six-man tag. And then you heard his music. And, like, I, w- I didn't even pop. I was like, fuck, here we go. Did that haircut, though. I think the only <laughs> I think the only person that popped, you got to look online. You have to see Issa's video. She literally got so excited, she smacked herself in the face. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> She literally, sl- like, she, she goes and, like, put her hands on her cheeks and she slaps herself in the face. <laughs> he came back. Brock is challenging Kofi on the inaugural episode of SmackDown on Fox. And as much as I dislike what the impending doom might be from a business decision, it's absolutely fucking Perfect. Dude, it's the first Brock time Brock's a- wrestling on TV in like 15 years. Yeah. Christ. 15 years on SmackDown. Um, or something like that. Someone, someone wacky it is, it like it that. It is 15 years on SmackDown, I'm saying, even on, like, on Raw television. So not only is it going to, it's not only a SmackDown Live going to debut on Fridays on Fox, the same week that AEW starts their weekly episodic show, and AEW has to go up against NXT on that same night. That Friday night, you have a 20th anniversary celebration of SmackDown, highlighted by a WWE Championship match with Kofi Kingston, your reigning champion, versus Brock Lesnar. WWE, like you said, Will, like we've said for the last month or so, is not fucking around with its debut week in October. Yeah, not at all. Let's go. They are all in. They are making sure that everybody is where they need to be. I'm about it. (laughs) I don't know. Yes, it does benefit us. I don't know the outcome of this match. All signs point to, and from a business standpoint, it points to Brock wins the World Heavyweight Championship. Dude, you're not going to have a dusty finish on your debut show. <laughs> not a goddamn chance. Hopefully it's... The only <laughs> thing I'm hoping for is not a squash match. I hope... I Yeah, I hope they... If, if they are going to go with Brock um, winning the title again, and it would make sense from a business standpoint, Brock's your most over... Brock's one of your biggest crossover personalities. We could have Ronda come back as well. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that there's, there's the Ronda rumor has been spreading for a while. Um, I guess that pregnancy didn't go very well. <laughs> in, in preg- she almost lost her finger. Okay, <laughs> no shit, it didn't hey, go well. Hey, she's need a finger to make a baby. <laughs> 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 That's true. There were no fingers uh-huh. involved in baby making. I didn't. I missed that day in health class. <laughs> Ricochet knows that all too well. <laughs> God damn it, Kate! Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but no, if, if if they do, and then they put the strap on Brock, I really hope they do copy the courtesy, and I hope Brock is willing to give Kofi the courtesy of putting on a main event worthy match. They have to. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's your debut. You got to put on at least a 10-minute match. I would even go 15. Nah, no commercial breaks. <laughs> Ooh, would you be would you be ballsy to do that? You'd pay you pay off the ads to have no commercial breaks for the main event. I would. They have the money. They do, and I I, I would I would even give them twenty no commercials. I wouldn't go that far. So that's a you gotta go fifteen to twenty for that main event. I'll give it in twenty, including entrances. So. We well, could do the entrance, okay. then cut to commercial, and then do the twenty minutes no commercial and go. Speaking of entrances and stuff, did you and anybody notice that during Clash of Champions, they stole NXT's version of uh, championship announcing with the lighting? The and lighting. I, I did it. notice that because there was the IC belt, and I was like, "Ooh, I like the gold." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh wow, someone's finally listening," and I hope they stick to that. Dude, it's, I really it do because it makes mood, it that much dude, more epic. It sets the mood. It gets you ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Um, hopefully they'll do it for Hell in a Cell. Who the fuck knows? Maybe we'll get a green cell this year. Oh, Who gosh, knows? the fuck up. <laughs> you fired. I'm Who first, Mike, we again. Do, we, we do have Sasha versus Becky at Hell in a Cell, which all of it, and The Fiend versus Seth at Hell in a Cell, which, again, Jesus Christ, it's going to be wild. I'm excited for Hell in a Cell. It's coming really early. It's October 6th. Oh, my Jesus Christ. What? What? Okay. Hell in Cell's October 6th. The first week in October. Yep. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Don't, don't even tell me. <laughs> so, September 30th. Well, we're going to... So, uh, the first week in October starts on September 30th. So, September 30th, you have Monday Night Raw. Yep. October 2nd, you have the AEW television debut. And you also have NXT TV Live. Okay, that Friday, you have a debut of SmackDown featuring Brock versus Kofi. That Sunday, October 6th, is Hell in a Cell. Can we not? (laughs) (laughs) I was aware of every date for every event, but it didn't occur to me until just now that it's all in the same week. Yeah. Oh, God. Four of those events... Our WWE events. And we're going to have playoff baseball. <laughs> Football. Dude. And playoff baseball as well. My goodness. We're going to have a jam-packed next couple of weeks of shows and predictions and everything. So while we wrap our head around that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, evolving this weekend, um, uh, a very emotional chronicle, and who our number one pick in the WWE brand draft will be. So all of that when we come back. What up, fam? It's your boy, J.C. Bones, the baby face of podcasting and the host of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to check us out every Saturday exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and come see what the buzz is about and see why we are the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. What's up, guys? This is Nate the Effin Great, yielding to royalty because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings only on Wrestle Attic Radio. 
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Ring podcast exclusively here on WrestleMania Radio. And some housekeeping um, to uh, to to announce really quickly uh, before I forget and before we go on to tangents about other things. Um, you're listening to us right now on Friday, but with everything that's going on in wrestling, with all the moves going on um, in wrestling between AEW and WWE and all the transitioning of shows, this, that, and the third, we have decided to also come a little bit early as well. So we will be they, we will be moving our show to Thursdays come uh, October. So when October hits, we are going to be moving to Thursday. So instead of Friday, you get us a little bit early. And honestly, coming early is just how we like it. So, um, so for yourself. we'll be but. <laughs> whatever that's always right on time for me anyway <laughs> Thursdays is going to be our new time slot uh, starting in October so you will be reminded of that consistently moving forward but be that as it may another one of the big things happening on Thursdays um on Thursday, not on Thursday, in October actually, uh, for WWE is that the draft is coming back. This isn't a superstar shakeup. This isn't we're picking, we're picking and choosing the superstars that are going to go to which show. This is everybody on all the rosters are up for grabs. And when they get drafted, they are exclusive to that brand. So brand exclusivity is coming back. The wild card rule is going away. Thank God. Two major things, thank the Lord, um, that are happening. So the brand extension continues. It was in fear of leaving because Fox and USA were all pissed off at each other because they couldn't get so-and-so. Um, but I think we all realized the wild card rule is absolutely insane. Um, so wild card rule is going away. Uh, brand exclusivity is coming back. <laughs> wildest predictions who's the number one draft who would be your number one draft pick who's a surprise draft pick does anybody get drafted to nxt does anybody get called up from nxt because right now you don't have to call up anybody from nxt anymore i was told nxt is not part of the draft which i think is bullshit yeah because that was always a cool moment to watch the nxt people sitting around and to watch their name get drafted yeah I think it should be an open draft for every show. Everyone just kind of has to sit on stage and then off they go. There's a number one draft pick. Who's your number one? If you're starting Raw or SmackDown, who are you drafting first? Who are you building your show around? It's got to be Roman Reigns. I think Roman's going to go back to Raw. He's your... Ooh, I don't ooh. You might, I don't know, honestly. That's that's a very good question. CM Punk. <laughs> it would be this would be the time. Give CM at, honestly, at this point in time, if AEW does not sign CM Punk, we're dead. CM in the water. CM Punk is said I don't know about that, but CM Punk has said he is open to at least talking to WWE. He's not as sour as much so much of a sour puss as he used to be. He's just a puss now. <laughs> yeah. CM Puss. I mean, his own best friend sued him, so. Yeah, that must have been tough, dude. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I know, I know, I should build towards the future, but I gotta go with the hot hand right now and the guy who, if I put him in any position, he's gonna be fantastic in doing it. I gotta go with AJ Styles. I knew you were gonna say AJ Styles. Mm. It's a good pick. 
TNA guy. For as long, if I can get AJ for two years, I can build everything else. Who has the first pick? How about that? That's a good question. It hasn't been determined yet. They flip a I'm coin. Trying to flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. I go with AJ. If not AJ, I would actually go with the Miz. I would build around the Miz as well. Are you are you high? No. The Miz is your first pick. It's a little bit of a wild pick, but look, yeah, the that's Miz not, is consistent. That's not incredible at all. It's so good. He's consistent. He's a Grand Slam champion. He he headlined the worst WrestleMania of all time. Hello. Yeah. This, what is there not this, to this like? This is a fake sport, though. Sorry, he's got he's got Miz and Misses. He's got the Marine franchise. Um, this man is a star. I'm, I'm still. But no, in all seriousness, Miz. In all seriousness, Miz has an argument. He's consistent. Um, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be entertaining, no matter what role he's in. But because yeah. he's in that role, they can also not build the company around him because they know he'll be there no matter what. I don't think it's the Miz. I love the Miz, and I agree with everything you're saying because it's all true. I just don't think they're as hot on. Like they don't need him to be a focal point. He's there to get other guys over. At this point, I feel. I'm not. I still think he has a main event run in him. I do. That's me. Oh, he totally. So we'll, he totally we'll get... does. That's totally. That's that's valid. Welcome back, credibility. <laughs> I miss you. Still having a hard time over there, Will. Me. Yeah. Well, picking a first pick. <laughs> yeah. Who are you building oh, your brand? Oh, I said Roman. He's your top guy. <laughs> True, he is the he is the new John Cena. I don't see it being any. I don't see the top guys on the two shows being anybody but Roman and AJ. But at the same time, that's how it's kind of been the last couple. Not of even years. Seth. That's true. Well, I'm just assuming he's the Raw champion still. He's just saying Raw. <laughs> Those titles can switch real quick. Remember, everybody like champions aren't safe. Yeah. That's true. Um, you know. Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's gotta be someone who's gonna be there too for like for the next. Yeah, it's gotta be Roman. He's your top dog. Yeah, for as long as Roman can go. Yeah, I mean, that's I can so, see Roman and AJ that's, leaving that's, at the that's, same that's, time. Unless it's Brock. I wouldn't do Brock. I don't think. I, I don't know. Actually, it's really interesting because I don't know how Brock is going to be. Like, if Brock is going to be solidified on SmackDown. We could see weekly Brock. I highly doubt it. That's what I was thinking too. Maybe maybe Vince was like, "Hey, Brock Fox is going to pay you now." <laughs> yeah, and they have more. They have more money than me. Yeah, they have motherfucking money. <laughs> yeah. And plus, it's Friday. Like he just has to show up on Friday. He can just, like, literally just show up on Fridays. Then he has to, like, you know, you tour. You do that one pay-per-view a week on Sundays. And then he doesn't have to show up again until next it's Friday. Like, come on, Brock. It's Friday. We mean, just work and, you know, Saturdays for the boys. You're good. <laughs> exactly. So I, if, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a more consistent Brock and then we can have the Marks stop bitching about Brock not being there. 
Dude, he doesn't need to wrestle. He just needs to stand there with Paul Heyman cuts promos. All right? That's all he needs to do. That's literally it. And bounce around. And bounce on, dude. I do the Brock bounce everywhere I go. I was playing flag football last <laughs> night with my friend. And, like, I was, like, uh, I was quarterback doing the Brock bounce <laughs> before I hiked it. <laughs> Anytime I want to hype myself up, I do the Brock bounce. It is yeah. a good hype up. So the WWE brand extension or the brand draft is going to be coming in a couple of weeks uh, in October. A lot of things coming in October, including us. We're coming early on Thursdays when we go into October. But let's talk into a very poignant um, thing that happened outside of the ring. Um, and it's had a lot of people talking. I even texted Kate about it when I was watching it after Clash of Champions, um, even though it did officially debuted the night before. Uh, Sasha Banks Chronicle came out. Um, and it talked about, and she talked about, in very, in as much detail as she uh, was willing to tell you, for the first time ever, from the horse's mouth, about why she went away from WWE for pretty much five to six months after WrestleMania, why she disappeared, um, and what she was doing in that downtime. It was one of those specials that really made you think um, about the health, and not the physical health, but the mental health of your favorite superstars and performers. I don't I only remember thinking only remember getting this way and having this thought when the Batista special happened. And Batista talking about how I was like, I'm so alone because I because this is the life that I have to live if I want to do the things I do. And Sasha's were different because I think Sasha, even though I'm a giant Sasha, you know, fan, and I won't I won't ever like deny that but even just as a i guess as a human being and someone also who's in the field of psychology and mental health listening to sasha say i i lost myself no one had called me my real name in five years by the time wrestlemania hit i was not there i was so far gone and then they showed the pictures where she's out in MetLife Stadium, in front of seventy plus thousand people, and she's a deer in headlights. Yeah, dude, it's like she's in a bingo hall. Like, yeah, yeah. The one word I'm going to use to describe this um, this chronicle is powerful. It was it was very powerful. This in the emotion, but she kind of said a lot without saying anything um, because, like you said, Ricky, she she only wanted to she was she only share what she was comfortable sharing. Like, she really didn't go into many details at all. She was just saying, this is what I was feeling, but not really what caused it or really what it was, which, hey, it's her story to tell. She can tell whatever the hell she wants, but you still got the point across. And it was it was another very well done WWE production. Like, that's why AEW stands no fucking chance because this... They, they can't they have being the elite on YouTube congratulations this this is this this is outstanding like if this was like on like television some of these chronicles and some of these stuff they put out they could they're definitely Emmy worthy like they're fucking phenomenal um and from Sasha's perspective like I I totally get it like if I was her I probably let, I probably would let those five months too like some things are just more important like in the internet, you know, would giving her a lot of shit 
for leaving or, you know, all those rumors, but she was like, fuck it. Do I got to do this for me? Like some things are more important. So all respect in the world for doing that. A hundred percent. Yeah, she made the right call by doing it that way. And I don't know, a lot of what she was saying, a lot of how she felt, it like very much hit home to me. So it was very, it was like scary. Some of the shit she was saying was like, Stuff I had been feeling like within the past week. It's like she took the thoughts out of my brain. It was crazy. Yeah, she, she, she mentioned about how it was like just her going through the motion. It's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to realize. And like we kind of hit this point when we did our, when we did our work, you know, a couple of months ago, where will you kayfabed, like said you had lost a desire for your passion, but Sasha legitimately lost a desire to do the thing that she loved to do and that's a sign of burnout number one from a psychological perspective um and to be so done and just to go through the motions it's really hard to do that and eventually you have to get away and take your time and disappear it happened to me um totally freaking out it happened to me where i felt like i totally lost my sense of self and actually i did kind of reverse instead of finding myself again i escaped into the king ricky rose moniker for about a month um but it, it happens to it happens to the best that you lose yourself and you need that time to get away from everything kind of just retool and i'm glad that she took that time um that she got help you know, she she did admit to say that she did go to she did go to therapy, mm-hmm. um, and did see a counselor, which I'm very in. Just even you know, the stigma of therapy is going away little um little by little. I'm very happy about a lot of celebrities, not just wrestlers, but a lot of celebrities are saying I go to therapy, I seek out help when I need it. Man, there's nothing. There's um, nothing. There's, there's nothing to be ashamed of going to therapy. I don't understand. I honestly don't understand that stigma. Um. And maybe that maybe that's coming from someone who's also been to therapy and has had great success from therapy, but just going there and just talking about shit, it's gonna make you feel better regardless. So I don't understand why there's a stigma on it. That's a conversation for a different day. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, good for her. And she said she went to therapy. I was like, well, damn. Like I, you, and you never realize that what they're going through by looking it on 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 TV. And like Sasha said, it the best in the Chronicle, like you. You only see me on television. You don't know me as Mercedes. You don't know me as Sasha Banks backstage. Like you don't, you don't know anything. You only know what's portrayed on television. And another thing is kind of props to Vince and WWE for letting her go. You know, people say like people on the internet love to say that like if you want time off, it's very hard to get because you lose your spot. Um, in some instances, that may be true because if you I mean, but Sasha came back. After taking a sabbatical through all the rumors, she's right back on top. She's better than she's ever been. She's in a better spot now than she's ever been. And all the rumors are saying that she's leaving because she's not she's not happy with her spot. I mean, kernel of truth, but other than that, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. And I think Vince recognizes that more so now than maybe he did in years past. Yeah. You know, wisdom comes age or age comes wisdom. Yeah, with age comes wisdom. Um, wisdom for comes the most age. part. <laughs> so, and, and 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 it makes me think now. Like Leo Rush was having issues, whether it be backstage politics or not. Now Leo Rush is back, and now Leo Rush is the number one contender. We know nothing about what Leo Rush went through while he was away, but I could 
but I could assume and even speculate that it's probably similar to what Sasha was going through. Same thing with Luke Harper. Luke Harper has returned, and now he's in a prominent position on SmackDown now. And it's it's good that these guys or gals go away for like a few months because absence makes the heart grow yeah. fonder. Like everyone was saying, when Sasha coming back, when Sasha coming back. But the longer you wait, the more you want her. And when she comes back, it's just that much better. It was huge. And I think it was really poignant was that she even had, even though it was kind of, it hurt her from the way she said it. But he, when she said, when she talked to Bailey about it, Bailey was like, just go. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, she said, I don't know if she said Mercedes, but Sasha was like, I talked to Pam and Pam said, just go. Yeah. I was like, who the hell's Pam? I was like, Pam. <laughs> Watch, I was like, I, was like I, I, I thought it was, maybe it was a friend from home. Cause I figured she went back home and had some time with her family, whatever. But no, I see Bailey. I'm like, oh yeah, Pam. Pam, Pam. Ugh. Ugh. my girl, my best, my best friend Pam. She, she's my friend. <laughs> I'm like you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no, my so my, my one my lot. one problem with this chronicle, which I think it is mm. worth mentioning, like after watching it, it's fucking impossible to boo her now. Like, because she is playing a heel on TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you boo someone after like after watching that? Um. I, I it's I don't want to say poor timing on WWE to put that out, but poor timing on putting it out because <laughs> she's supposed to be a monster heel, and you portray her and she portrays herself as a massive baby face. And I get it; there's a difference between the Mercedes and Sasha Banks, which is fair. And I can put myself outside of that, but subconsciously and subliminally, like she's Sasha Banks. She's not Mercedes, whatever. She's Sasha Banks. And she's a heel. And Mercedes V, I forgot what it yeah, is. Yeah, but right now she's a heel. So it's it's that's, yeah, that's I, the tough part. It is a tough part, but I think in this day and age, and I'll give the mark some credit, I think we're sophisticated enough mm. as fans now to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Most of us. That's fair. Most of us are. That's fair. So I think this is okay to come out with. Um... But again, I'm happy that she's back. I'm happy. I'm happy Leo Rush is back. I'm happy Luke, Luke Harper's back. And even if even if Vince reluctantly gave him time off, and then brought him back in main event roster spots. From a business perspective, he had to. He he had to. If he's really gonna fight AEW, everybody's gotta be on deck. Yeah. Sasha came back at the right time. Luke Harper came back at the right time. Leo Rush came back at the right time. You're the the performers that that marks and stands really talk about on Twitter all came back. They're all still a part of the products, and now it's you got what you wanted, <laughs> and now everybody's got to deliver. Here we go. Um, here we go. Yeah, pretty much. All buckle up. It is going to be such a fun fall, such a fun fall. Uh, moving along, before we get out of here, uh, a bunch of us are going to evolve. Myself, uh, Kate Murphy, Will Tarashock, uh, Bones will be there as well. I think we're going to see the uh, the independent one david malkowitz it's gonna be good to see dave Uh, i miss dave yeah i miss seeing Uh, dave (laughs) (laughs) david malkowitz is going to be there as well it's going to be a jam-packed evolve event uh they have a bunch of nxt superstars doing meet and greets arturo ruas uh baba tunde if you've ever seen baba tunde in person holy christ he is a big man um 
uh, you have Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, Walter is going to be fighting against Cassius Ono at Laboom and Queens. And also you have the, uh, you have a meet and greet with the newest NXT superstar and Evolve Wrestling Champion, Austin Theory. I'm losing so much money on meet and greets and autographs this weekend. <laughs> so much money. I'll, I'll be you guys' um, photographer so I can meet them. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already met Gargano. I know, but it's just it's just worth it's just worth shaking your hand and saying hi. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I totally agree. With, um, we have Josh Briggs versus Austin Theory I'm for the Evolve Championship. Pumped for Josh Briggs to get this belt just because we interviewed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what a better way for him to solidify his comeback after that injury than winning it in Laboom. You know, um, there's a bunch of other matches. Obviously, AR Fox and the Skulk are gonna be there. So once you smell a would you smell a giant whiff of marijuana, AR Fox is in the building. Or out of the building. <laughs> or out of the building. <laughs> Depending on when you first said it, I know. So Evolve's happening in the evening, in the afternoon. Um, in the afternoon, Bones and I will also be at Shine. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Will not kill himself. That's why I'm um, vaping. Shots. That's <laughs> gonna be like illegal in New York soon. That's why he's in New Jersey. Touche. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Kate Murphy's spirit animal, mm -hmm. will be wrestling against Allison K for the uh, for the Shine Championship. Eva Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. Finally, is also gonna. Yes, my God, finally. Um, and don't worry, Kate Murphy. Shotzi Blackheart is also wrestling on Evolve that night as well. <laughs> so you get to see her. Uh, it's like I said. If you guys have ever been to Laboom and Evolve, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I've never been disappointed at a show there. Um, they put on great. They put on great talent. It's a very quick show, um, and it's a very entertaining show every time I've gone. That's why I keep going back. So if you're going to be at Laboom and Evolve, come find us. We'll be on the stage. Maybe we'll run into Zarian of the Mat Men podcast, and maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go to Sapphire after the show. Honestly, dude, if it's a, it's a Saturday. They're for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it is for the boys. Kate, you also invited. Right, so Obviously. It's, it's for the boys and non-binaries. No girls allowed. Only if they're shaking titties in your no face. No girls allowed. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> right, real quick, Saturdays match are for the, the boys and the non-binaries. All right, real quick, before we get out of here, folks, match of the week, king of the night. All in one. Kate, go. All right. So... My match of the night, I've been struggling because wrestling's just been really good. But I think the match that I think made me, like, just react the most was Leo Rush tonight. Mm. That match was great. He, I was That jacket he had was great, too. That was a great match. Oni Lorcan looked great. It was really energetic. Leo Rush does not have ring rust on him. And I genuinely didn't expect him to come back. So that was a nice surprise. My, ki my king of the night is John Cena. For following you on Twitter? Because John Cena finally followed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> on, Friday course, the well. on Friday the 13th, no less. Yeah, he followed another one of our people on Twitter as well. I know he follows Jeff. I think he follows Fred. 
Oh, you know everything that happened with Jeff's social media because he posts with eight exclamation points. <laughs> Fire desire like my tweet. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here, like, cool. <laughs> next, <laughs> next, next. All right, but my week, I'm going Randy Kofi because goddamn, I've been saying this forever. They got to go full 360, and they did. So, two shaded WWE for that. Um, my king and I got to preface this with a little bit of a story. So I had a dream last night for, for some reason, like I was in like this place where people try, people are always trying to kill me in my dreams. And it was very, very weird. Um, but for some reason, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley were in a swimming pool and Vince McMahon (laughs) came over and stepped on a button and the pool was electrocuted and they both died. And... I turned to Ricky, you're there for some reason, and I turned to you and me, you, and like 30 other people start cheering, Brock's dead, Brock's dead, Brock's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't know what that says. I don't know what that's, I don't know what that says more about me or wrestling fans, but <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give it to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Did you kill him in your dream? Vince killed him, technically. The most electrifying man in sports Vince, entertainment. Vince McThano Vince Mc, Vince snapped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my match of the week is going to go to that fatal four-way uh, to, kick off NX, to kick off the NXT uh, live era on the USA Network. I mentioned it earlier in the show, all those ladies brought it fantastic everybody looked spectacular those are your core four about nxt women's division and everybody um deserved to shine and they shined like no other because again like i said nxt started the women's revolution in all of wrestling um and it was only fitting that the women opened up the live era of nxt so shout out to candlest ray i'm gonna make sure that i congratulate her on her win um on that wednesday when i meet her uh this saturday out of all king of the night um goes uh shit i had it too <laughs> king of the night goes to Mauro ranallo Okay, another NXT. I'm pro NXT right now. I was gonna say Roddy Strong. We're gonna go with Morrow because Morrow did not miss a beat going live on TV. It was like he never left SmackDown. Mm. But he's just on NXT now. Morrow was absolutely fantastic. Um the bipolar rock and roller, another mental health advocate in and of himself, Mauro Ronaldo, who had a fantastic special on Showtime. I need to watch that. that ever I heard that it one. was outstanding. Yeah. Um, so goes out to Mauro Ronaldo. If there's anything that's going to really help NXT transition into that live era, it's going to be the announcing of Mauro Ronaldo because Mauro is the best announcer in all of sports. He's one of the best ever. He's one of the best ever. Yeah. Even John Maron's just like, yeah, I guess he's a good talker. <laughs> Football. <laughs> no, no, you see the defense. No more when I was talking. It's, it's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. And everything that we missed this week, we covered a crap ton because there, like, there was a shit ton to talk about. Well, I'm currently watching NXT on mute from a while ago. And Ricky, you just lost to Donovan Dajakovic. But goddamn, what a match. Oh, yeah, it was a great match. Yeah. Beat my ass, though. He did. He <laughs> did. Great match. All right, no, I think that's it. Let's go home. I'm that's tired. Right. That's right. I go home to Mia Yim every week. So, 
with that being said, let us get the fuck out of here with some beer and some money. That's your cue well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 165. Vince McDaniels. Of course, I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me on the Bachelor of Rings, where all social media can be found. Find Kings of the Rings Podcast, KOTR underscore podcast on all social media. Snapchat may be coming up soon. Um, and subscribe to us and listen to us where all podcasts can be found. That iTunes, that Spotify, that iHeartRadio. Um, that Google podcast by subscribing to Wrestle Attic Radio and find Wrestle Attic Radio on all social media at Attic underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Attic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a Patreon as well, $5 a month gets you everything that you could ever ask for, which means a lot more of Jeff talking about his tattoos. But anywho, <laughs> enough of that tattoo talk. Wrestling is golden. We're going to evolve. We're going to be going to Raw in early November as well. I'm getting a new tattoo um, in the next couple of weeks. So it's, it's all good. It's, it's all good for me. Kate, how about you? It's all good in the hood. We're going to evolve. We're going to Raw. Um, what else am I doing? I've been chilling. I'm chilling. I need to get tattooed. Like a villain? I'm chilling like a villain. <laughs> Sipping white zip and villain? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can go chill. Well, what do you got? This is normally a part of the show where I yell, but it's so early, like it's so late at night, I don't want to get a knock on my door. So it's me, it's me. This is going to be my ASMR outro. It's me, it's me. It's Willie D. DS Thomas. SH Beer Money. You can catch me on the gram of instant gratification. I always spell my name. We're the kings of the rings. <laughs> All right, stop with we'll see you folks. next week. We'll, we'll be back next week for pretty much the last time that we'll ever be on Friday. Since once we hit October and once AEW and SmackDown and everybody moves and debuts, we will be coming a little bit early each and every week, and we will be debuting on our new slot on Thursday night, folks. So until next Friday, for the last time ever on Fridays, we are... The Kings of the Rings. Goodbye and good night. And fuck you, Slack. <laughs>